Hey, it's Tom. Welcome back to the Canna Boomers podcast. If you're a first-time listener, we've been covering a lot of things about wellness. We've been talking with doctors. We've been talking with people who uh, have brought us a lot of expertise about how to integrate cannabis into your life to, to live better. And today is no exception. For our first episode of 2019, we're talking with Chris Hersha of Goldleaf out of Cincinnati. They make some really beautiful journals, and you can record your CBD use, your THC use, what happens when you cook with THC. Um, and if you're growing, they have uh, products that help you track these more mindfully and, and really more intelligently. Uh, so you can look at it over time and, and see a lot of data that can help you get more out of your cannabis usage. I think it's a really great episode. Let us know in the comments, and uh, thanks for listening. This is Let's Talk About Weed, the Cannaboomers podcast, CBD, microdosing, and all things related to medical cannabis for baby boomers. From San Diego, here's your host, Thomas J. We're talking with Chris Hersha from Goldleaf. Goldleaf makes journals and other uh, artifacts of cannabis that uh, are very useful to anybody who's using this plant. As a little preamble, I guess we should kind of note that cannabis, while it's a great medicine, it's sort of a personalized medicine. And we know that people have different reactions based on their genetics to the same sort of medicine. And even sometimes the same strain might differ batch to batch. So there's good reason to kind of pay attention to what's going on in your body and a really good reason to record it. And that's what your product enables. Indeed, yeah. When did you guys start making making these journals? Yeah, so um, we kind of had the, the idea for... Um well, Gold Leaf, maybe in 2015, and we spent um, better part of a year kind of developing our first two journals, um, and uh, we we kind of launched officially in mid 2016. So we haven't uh, been around a terribly long time, but uh, for the <laughs> for the changing cannabis industry, um, I feel like we're we're almost uh, we're almost to the point where we can say we're we're somewhat established. Um, just just how fast uh, the industry changes and how many new companies and startups there are uh, in the space. Um, so yeah, we, we kind of uh, actually started with a, a growing journal um, to help uh, people who were uh, hobbyists or home growers um, better kind of track their, their progress. Um, that's something that um, was a little bit uh, easier and less intimidating when we started uh, kind of going down uh, our, our road here. Um, but we were, uh, we, we actually thought of the, the patient side first and we wanted to do it right and get it right. So, um, we, we, you know, did a few designs, um, met with a whole bunch of, um, medical professionals and kind of, uh, slowly did different versions, um, over the course of that year, um, you know, slightly improving the workflow and the layout, uh, at each iteration, um, and so the patient journal was released about six months after the, the grow planners. Um, and, uh, yeah, those were, were kind of our two first products. Um, and since then we've, we've, uh, continued to kind of improve both, come out with more, um, as well as kind of, uh, generally focus on the education in the space. And, you know, our, our mission at Goldleaf is to, is to, take the complexities of uh, the science behind cannabis and make it more approachable, less intimidating to people who are maybe new to it um, or, or wanting to get to know it uh, on a more personal level. 
Well, that seems like a great mission because, you know, I've had several guests talking about the, the great wellness benefits of cannabis, mm-hmm. but there are dimensions to it. There are different forms you can take it in, you know, tinctures and edibles and vapes and, and smoking. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we already mentioned, you know, people have different reactions. So you guys are really kind of on the crest of a wave as as people begin to understand. It's, it's not just simply ripping a bong or, or hitting <laughs> a joint. There's a lot of mindfulness that can go into this if you're going to use it in a way that really does enhance your wellness. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I think a big, a big, uh, you know, uh, feather in the cap of, of the, the patient journal or, or the idea of keeping a personal log is, is kind of what you said that everybody's reaction to cannabis therapy is, is going to be totally different. And even if, um, you know, in, in the States here, if our doctors were, were, absolutely caught up and and well-versed in the latest science behind cannabis therapy, they would certainly be telling people that uh, there's no silver bullet, that everybody's different. Um, Everybody's reaction to the various cannabinoids and terpenes are different. And finding the right um, kind of chemical cocktail that works for whatever you're trying to use it for um, is a challenge and it's incredibly personalized. And for that reason, uh, you're almost um, an individual almost has to uh, spend time um, getting to know their own system. Um, you know, you, you've got to be willing to um, invest that that personal experimentation to find out what might work for you and what might not. Um, you can have wildly different reactions depending on the delivery method. Uh, like you mentioned, the uh, uh, vape or, or smoking or edibles, tinctures, um, even topicals. Uh, you know, w- we've had um, uh, customers kind of tell us some some uh, stories of their experiences, um, and you know, the delivery method is is certainly a big a big piece of it. Um, but you know, in, in truth, everything needs to be kind of considered from uh, from not only the cultivar, but, but, um, was it sun grown or was it, you know, light depth indoor, um, which can really affect the terpene concentrations. And so you could have the same cultivar, say blue dream or something, um, from one dispensary whose, uh, whose grower, uh, only, only does outdoor and go, you know, down the road to a different dispensary. And it's possible that it's not even the same cultivar, even if it still says blue dream, but maybe it was grown indoor. And, um, so they're, they're going to have pretty different chemical makeups and your reaction can definitely change. So, um, tracking on kind of a granular level, all of those pieces, additionally, all of the personal pieces, um, is, is incredibly important if you're trying to solve the problem of what works for me. Um, and you know, some of those personal pieces, uh, would be things like, have you eaten today? What other medication are you on? How hydrated were you when you started your therapy? Um, how big was your dose? I mean, uh, any of those variables can really change how, how somebody reacts. So um, kind of creating your own roadmap there um, is, is a really important piece. And we've heard that from a lot of uh, nurse practitioners and doctors who, who, who already recommend that their uh, patients keep a pain journal or, or write down their experiences, you know, in, in another way. And um, so we, we just kind of wanted to make a templated, guided approach to that because um, it's not always obvious what you should be writing down. 
Um, and so we wanted to kind of check in with experts in the industry, see what was really important and um, kind of put a, a, a clear roadmap down there for patients to um, know what they should be tracking. Did you guys have the subject matter expertise first or are you publishers of journals? Because uh, when I look at the sample pages, I'm really impressed with the thoughtfulness that that went into it. I mean, somebody could say, oh, yeah, I'm I'm just going to get a blank notebook and record my reactions every day. But Mm -hmm. you guys have really thought through how to do this. I mean, there's there's a nice timeline. Uh, I'm looking at your CBD journal where, Mm -hmm. you know, you can draw a graph that is intense or optimal or weak over time and then also graphically sort of record the effects, record how you're feeling before dosing and after dosing and other medications. So you're covering all the bases. And did you go and talk to doctors and nurses? And besides just the reaction piece, also the knowledge of the product, the terpenes and Mm -hmm. cannabinoids and so on. Yeah. So, um, great question, Tom. Uh, we are, uh, in truth, I think, I think we're a little bit of both. Um, uh, myself and my colleague, um, both have experience, um, with, you know, responsible use of, of cannabis for, for quite a while. Um, uh, I, I, uh, don't have as much of the uh, cultivation experience as Charles, but um, he spent time uh, with growers out in Colorado um, and has uh, kind of been the expert on on that uh, portion of things. And, you know, both of us kind of come from a surprisingly computer science background. So we're inherently like uh, curious and maybe a little nerdy when it comes to wanting to learn stuff. Uh, we want to be experts at it. So um, yeah, the, the journal really represents kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe around a decade's worth of, of curiosity and us kind of wanting to know more, wanting to know behind the, the curtain a little bit. And what happens to your body when you utilize something like this. Um, and, uh, so yeah, that, that's kind of where the expertise came from. And, you know, we also know that there are people who, uh, are, are true experts at, at various, um, or, or about various, uh, pieces that are covered in the journal. Um, so we do, uh, we did vet every piece of this with, with a collection of folks, um, in the medical community, um, and probably no surprise to you, some of them did not want uh, their names to be affiliated with the journal publication um, because we're based in Ohio. And um, a lot of our contacts were from Ohio, Kentucky, Texas, um, and other states that didn't have uh, very clear medical policies on the books at the time. So, you know, I, I certainly don't fault some of them. Um, they didn't want to jeopardize their place in their practice or their group. Um, but they were excited and happy to help. And we've since found, um, a, you know, some, some doctors who are, um, experts in the space and who love the publicity. So, um, we we're starting to, uh, you know, ramp that up as we do additional versions. We'll we'll bounce it off another um, person who is a, a vocal supporter of medical cannabis and uh, see if there's anything we need to change and um, basically uh, make sure that uh, no changes have happened in research or science that would affect kind of what we're 
uh, putting in our journals or our approach to the user workflow. So um, our, our recent iterations uh, are all kind of co-edited by Dr. A.D. Poe, who's uh, uh, one of the, the top uh, neuroscientists in the space. Um, she studies predominantly um, people's effects, uh, or basically the, the uh, correlation between opioids and cannabis. And she's really interested in um, how cannabis can be an effective alternative to opioids or even uh, kind of a, a sister drug. So if you are on opioids, um, using cannabis actually makes your body more sensitive to them. So it it's, can also be a tool to taper down your opioid use. Or maybe you still continue to take some opioids, but by using cannabis with it, um, you're able to take less and essentially get the same uh, amount of relief. Um, so anyway, uh, she's been uh, really helpful in some of our latest uh, patient journal iterations. Um, the, uh, as far as the grower side, that, like I said, that's a little bit more open-ended and a little bit more simple. Um, so uh, Charlie was kind of an expert there and knew a whole bunch of um, uh, different uh, growers and cultivators um, who, who we kind of uh, used to ensure the workflow was something that would work for a lot of, of mostly home users and hobbyists. It's not really meant for any commercial applications, but um, a lot of states have uh, legal measures so that you can grow your own uh, medicine, your own supply. And um, that <laughs> seems easy, but if you want to do it, you, you know, you probably want to do it right. You want to get something that's amazing and helpful to you. So, um, you know, I, I think the, uh, the cultivation journals kind of, uh, do the same thing. Um, the, the patient ones do in the sense that it's kind of a guided approach. It gives you cues for things you should be keeping track of. And, you know, moreover, once you finish a, a growth cycle, you'll have a logbook that can kind of act as a map for your next, uh, your next grow. You can look and say like, oh, wow, week four of flowering. I was getting all this yellowing last time. So this, this time at week three, maybe I'm going to start adding more um, calcium and magnesium so that uh, I can, you know, cut that off before it's a problem. Uh, stuff like that. You do have four cannabis-related, distinctly four different journals. You, you have a CBD jotter, or the patient journal, the grow planner, and then the cannabis taster. So those are going to appeal to different customers, I guess, who will have different needs. Yeah, we're we're all about the niche. So um, each one is is hyper specialized. Um, the uh, the CBD jotter you mentioned is is one of our our newer ones, um, but it was something that was constantly requested by um, both uh, other other brands and companies in the space as well as um, patients because there's a lot of people who who live in states that only have, you know, hemp derived CBDs that have no THC in it. Um, they weren't sure if maybe a patient journal would work for them. Uh, it, it would, but there's obviously a lot of stuff that you're not using or taking advantage of there. Um, so the, the CBD jotter is kind of like the baby patient journal. Um, it's hyper-focused to tinctures, uh, edibles and topicals. Um, and, and it does work for any, any THC, uh, uh, combination products in there. So it doesn't matter if you live in California and can get like a 
one-to-one ratio uh, product or if you live in Ohio and you can only get pure CBD product. So um, the approach is the same. It takes a, a patient focus, not a product focus. So it's all about you, your experience, and what's going on in your body. Whereas the, uh, the taster journal is more for the, the tourists, the uh, adult users who, um, who want to just kind of enjoy it like, like you would enjoy uh, a visit to Napa Valley and, and tasting the various wines there. You know, the, the focus is more on the, the experience, the taste, and the, uh, the story behind each, each product or cultivar that you're trying. So if you're sort of a connoisseur, here's where you can keep your notes. That's right. Yeah, um, indeed. And, and we actually came out with uh, another another journal, um, the Cooking Journal, um, uh, in December. So it's another new one for us. But uh, also that one was kind of in production for about a year. Um, w- that one is for people who, no surprise, want to uh, better understand and track their own cannabis infusions and recipes in the kitchen. And there's, there's kind of been a renaissance uh, in, in that camp um, as far as people's interest in uh, using cannabis and cannabis-derived um, compounds like uh, some of the terpenes as flavor components in their food. Um, you know, you've probably heard of the show Bong, Ap- <laughs> sorry, Bong Appetit and um, a lot of these other like even, you know, more mainstream um, publications that uh, show, you know, professional chefs starting to use cannabis in their recipes. So there's a lot of people who are interested in that and want to experiment with it. So the, the cooking journal is just for that. Um, you know, it gives you the front of all of our journals have a lot of really helpful, um, and, you know, kind of simplified infographics and information regarding, you know, whatever the journal subject is. So for the cooking journal, there are some pages about activation temperatures, about, uh, the best way to decarboxylate or not, depending on what you're trying to go for, um, information about the various fats that could carry your cannabinoids from, you know, like butter, duck fat, uh, olive oil, um, coconut oil, and, and maybe what the, the ups and downs are of each, you know, depending on what kind of recipe you want, you might want to steer away from, uh, butter because it'll burn if you're trying to, uh, do something at high temperatures. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, so beyond that, we, we actually worked with a, a handful of, um, some of the top chefs in the cannabis space to come up with some recipe cards, uh, to be kind of companions to that journal. Um, so that was a really fun project, uh, just kind of working with another, uh, hyper-specialized group in the cannabis space. Um, uh, the culinary side isn't something, uh, I had a lot of experience, uh, with going into 2018, but, um, it sure was cool kind of getting to know, um, all the possibilities out there. And I, I think that the, the cooking side is going to continue to grow at least, you know, in the mainstream, um, media outlets and such. It is an exciting time as, you know, more and more States are coming online. And as you say, you know, even CBD with, with the farm bill a week or two ago, it looks like, uh, there's going to be hemp-based CBD all mm-hmm. across the country. And, you know, there is a still sort of a dearth of knowledge on a, the part of many people who are just learning, okay, there's an endocannabinoid system. What does that <laughs> mean? So it's nice to have a product that brings some sophistication 
for the somewhat expert user, but also brings the novice up to speed. And it sounds like that's sort of your strategy. As you do new versions, you're going to build in the latest knowledge. Yeah, it, absolutely. And um, we kind of had the the foresight of, of um, understanding that there would be constant changes with this, this stuff. So part of our production process is to actually um, produce our, our journals in smaller batches um, so that we can update the content as new information comes available. Um, so the patient journal, for exa- example, is on its 10th version. Um, wow. So it's been updated that many times. And, you know, n- not each, e- every update is not massive by any means. Uh, there, have, there have been two along the way that, that reflected like a larger uh, change to the workflow. But um, for the most part, these are simple, uh, small changes, um, you know, sometimes with, with activation temperatures or um, sometimes with what ailments uh, a certain um, cannabinoid or terpene would be successful at treating. Um, so those are the types of updates that we're always uh, trying to uh, integrate into any new version um, and I, I'm glad we, we went down that road early um, and kind of set our production process to be one that we can update uh, regularly. Um, but it's definitely a lot, a lot, a lot of extra work. You mentioned that you guys are computer guys, and that's sort of a software model where you continually do updates. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's that's largely where it came from. We, we see the importance of that. And we also, you know, with this subject matter, uh, it's it's in its infancy as far as research, especially, uh, with, with American entities. Um, you know, most of the cutting edge research is coming out of Israel or Canada or, um, you know, places that, uh, if they are U S based, then it's not necessarily something that the, that's federally con, um, condoned or whatever. So, um, I, it, it is exciting to see the, uh, the floodgates starting to lift on all that and, all of the new research coming out of states that have full legal measures like Oregon and uh, California and Colorado and such. Yeah, hopefully there'll, there'll be more clinical trials and all that stuff to come. And our, our knowledge of this is really, you know, we scratched the surface. There's so much more to know. Is it set up as an annual journal or does it go for six months or how, how does that work? Yeah, um, we don't we don't have a, a um, hard schedule that we always follow. Um, for the most part, we're doing uh, we're doing these changes quarterly, but uh, some of the journals really don't need much updates. Um, sometimes we'll give it a design refresher. Um, design's obviously something that's that's really important to us. Uh, we want to make sure that our products. Um, look beautiful, follow a, a very high aesthetic uh, guideline, and um, you know, moreover, uh, just show in in the visual presentation kind of the respect for the uh, the subject. Um, uh, you know, a more clinical approach to it. Um, you're not going to see any type of stoner culture, uh, visual or vernacular, in anything we do. Um, so. When we do do updates, normally it's when they're they're necessary, and on the uh, the patient front, um, that is way more um, frequent than um, than it, really anything else. The grower and especially the um, the the I guess the tasters or the the uh, adult use uh, 
enjoyment based <laughs> products. So, um, yeah, I, I would say like the, the short answer is, is more or less quarterly. Um, but, uh, in the early stages of the patient journal, uh, we were doing, um, new orders almost every month. And so there was, uh, a, a few months there where we would do updates a little quicker, um, when we were adding new, uh, features to the journal and, uh, wanted to, uh, kind of update those as, as newer info came available. Yeah. Looking at it online, I mean, it looks inviting. It's got a nice cover and like I'm looking at the patient journal right now. And as you mentioned, it's, it's kind of clinical, but it's straightforward and it's going to do the job well and it looks good, but you know, you can go in there and look at your symptoms from pain to muscle spasm, nausea, seizures, dizziness, appetite loss, uh, about five or six others. Again, a nice timeline, a way to record the product, smoked, vaped, dabbed, ate, applied, and then the effects felt and the negatives and the overall outcome. So it's extremely thorough. A person doesn't have to think all these things through. And let's face it, sometimes if you are consuming something with THC, you, you, may t you might lose your focus or you might get couch locked, but here's something you can follow. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, you know, in, in truth, that was one of the reasons why we wanted to do an analog product as opposed to an app or something. I, I, I think that it's kind of destructive to use, um, to use an app for this type of stuff, this type of work. Um, there's a lot of ancillary benefits to writing things down, uh, relating to your health. And since the patient journal and some of our other products are all about wellness and, um, self-discovery, it made sense that they were um, something that you could interact with in a kind of in a more meaningful way. Um, you know, like uh, blue light uh, isn't great. And you mentioned like some of the, the couch lock, the, the short term memory issues um, with uh, with apps. It's it's just kind of a tough, tough sell, um, especially for folks who aren't um, using tons of different apps. Um, all the time. Uh, the, the interface can be a little confusing. Um, you know, the, uh, dexterity needed to get so granular with things, um, is frustrating, uh, especially depending on what type of condition you're, you're hoping to treat. Um, and, you know, generally keeping a journal, um, does a lot for you. So, you know, writing just, it, it's going to boost your memory and comprehension inherently, even if, even if you're, um, using cannabis at the time, uh, you know, when you write down this stuff, when you write down the, your experience in, in words and sentences, it's kind of forcing your brain to recompose its thoughts. It's forcing you to slow down and, and think through what you're writing and whether, whether this is a tool that you use or not for, uh, memorization, uh, writing things down helps your your brain remember things, and you know that's not really essential for this, but it is essential that you're high, you're you're more self aware of yourself when you're writing down uh, your experience. Um, it's important that you think of all these these small moving parts so that you can um, you know find an actionable solution to uh, maybe improve your treatment. So you know, in in addition to kind of the memory piece. Um, it also uh, helps cultivate mindfulness. Um, I, I, I'm a firm believer, believer that meditation is very important for everybody. And 
um, writing things down is meditative again, because it's just slow. Um, I mean, personally, I can type, I can type so fast on a, on a computer and, um, as fast as I, I I'm thinking almost, but when I write, uh, it's obviously way slower, even if I'm trying to write super fast. And whenever I start in on it, it's frustrating for the first couple minutes because my hand and my pen do not write as fast as my mind wants it to. So, um, it, that's the, that's like the early stages of, of, uh, changing how your mind focuses and, um, doing something that's more of a meditative practice. And that's important. Uh, there's an Im- important correlation between, between somebody's happiness and that type of mindfulness. And, um, I just think that keeping a journal, whether it's one of ours or just a blank journal, um, is, is really important for people's wellness. Um, especially when you're, uh, trying to be more self-aware of what's happening to your body at any given moment. Um, so, uh, I, I really like that it is, a, it enables all of those things and it helps give you a complete picture. And, you know, furthermore, it's, it's portable and it's secure. You're not having to worry about app updates. You're not having to worry about data breaches, which are just absolutely rampant. And, uh, whether you know it or not, I, you know, like, um, I, I can't even imagine what the statistic is. I've heard various ones, but, um, as far as like data breaches, they, they just happen all the time. Um, with all sorts of uh, sites that you don't even really care about. But, hey, if, if they get some of your information, a uh, hacker does, it's going to show up in various places and somebody's going to buy it and maybe try those same usernames or passwords on things that you do care about, like your, your email accounts or your Facebook or your bank accounts. Um, and, you know, so the, having having something that has potentially sensitive info, depending on where you live or, or maybe what your profession is. Um, I think like kind of keeping it offline is, is pretty great right now. Um, I don't think anybody would argue that. So, uh, that's another thing I like about uh, a a journal, a a physical piece. And lastly, you know, it's, it's kind of that, that bridge between you and your caregiver. It's portable. You can take it with them. You can show them a few entries. And, um, like I said, we, we worked with a, a fair amount of people in the, the um, medical space uh, to develop the layout that we have right now so that it is something that uh, at a glance they can discern useful information when, when they're talking to you about what to tweak with your, your own regimen. You made a lot of great points there. Um, the American tradition, I throw or somebody who said, you know, the unexamined life is not worth living or just, but the way that it slows you down and makes you um, just step away from the screen where we're all being just overloaded with so much data and so much um, interaction that just wants us to push this button and do this and do that. But here you have a way to go inward, think about what you're doing and recursively reconsider it again until you get it right. And mm-hmm. there's value in that. And it's always fun to hear a software guy talk about how great that <laughs> book is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I've, that's not the first time you've said that, but uh, <laughs> I, I think a lot of people who are probably in the, in the software space would, would, uh, would agree that it's, it's really nice to have, have a time and escape from that. Something that is, is, intentionally, uh, distanced from, uh, you know, the, the computer screen, that glow, you know, uh, and and that distraction, because when you're on a web browser, you literally have 
almost all of the world's knowledge at your fingertips. So um, <laughs> that that's a a lot to yeah. kind of uh, yeah, you know, it, so. it's very distracting. And just the uh, the tangible object that is in your hand, it's yours. You return to it. It becomes a ritual. And, you know, you're recording stuff day by day that you can go back and look at. The value of just all that information um, to your future, you know, this worked for me before. Um, mm-hmm. So you, you've got that recorded and it's very personal. Yeah. What do you hear from your customers? Are they are they raving about it? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, we, we really enjoy feedback from, uh, from our customer base um, and, you know, we take it seriously too. Uh, we've, we've gotten a lot of, um, I mentioned, uh, us doing iterations and different, um, different updates along the way with content. We also are updating, uh, kind of the workflow, uh, based on feedback we get from, from our customers. Um, and, uh, for the most part, uh, people really seem to, uh, to enjoy it. Um, you know, on, on all of the places that we sell this, uh, it's got, four and a half to five star reviews, um, you know, which feels really good that people are, are finding value in this. Um, and you know, just kind of looking around there, there doesn't seem to be, um, many people who are taking the same, uh, approach that we are. Um, I'm not sure why, honestly, it seems like, uh, like when we came out with the idea, there wasn't anything out there, uh, remotely close. Um, since then, I've kind of stumbled across a few, um, but they don't kind of have that dedication to education and the dedication to um, uh, kind of u- UX user experience. Um, that that's those are two pieces that we we uh, I would say spend most of our time on uh, the educational side. Um, we do a lot of. Uh, other types of designs for this. Like, uh, we also have a whole bunch of, of art prints, um, that are, you know, uh, tackling the same subjects that are held in our journals, but, uh, kind of displayed in a, uh, you know, pleasing aesthetic for somebody's home or kitchen or office. Um, and, you know, in truth, it's, it's a unique person who's going to want to put a, uh, infographic up in their home, um, of some of this stuff. Uh, it's a great conversation starter and it looks appealing from a distance. And when you walk closer, you can see all of the nitty gritty information. And that's pretty cool. Um, I think, you know, uh, like I said, there are people who, who like that, but for the most part, um, our, our art prints find, find homes with other, um, other people in the cannabis space, either people who are who are just um, enthusiasts or people who are experts or other brands and dispensaries. Um, we, we do a lot of, um, of the data visualization and custom art pieces for other dispensaries who are trying to ramp up, ramp up their, uh, their education for their own bud tenders or for their clients. And um, it's really awesome to be, uh, to be able to help with those types of projects. Because like I, like I said, when we started talking, that's, that's some, uh, part of our mission at Goldleaf is to um, is to educate and to to kind of iron out some of these complex topics and make it something that is easily understood. Um, you don't have to be an expert at it to understand, um, you know, uh, many things like what what cannabinoid uh, is going to work for me. What's the activation temperature? So if I have a vaporizer, maybe I should set it 
at 280 instead of four 480 or something. Yeah, uh, that's that's pretty high. But uh, you know what you you get what I'm saying there. Like you don't want to um, burn off all the all the uh, the terpenes or cannabinoids that you're actually hoping to gain because that's not how it works. You're gonna destroy them. So um, you've you've got to kind of uh, learn these pieces to know what you're doing to be to be better at your own care. Right. And I'm looking at these on your site right now. There's maybe 20 of them. And as you say, I mean, they're, they're pretty gorgeous in their visual representation. And, you know, we could look that up online and we, we just talked about that, but you could also dig it out in a book. But if you can look at a chart on the wall and go, okay, this, these are the terpenes and this is what they do. And here's where I want to set my vaporizer. There's a lot of value to that. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I'm, I'm one of those, uh, people who would put this up in your house because I, I, I like functional art and I like, um, you know, functional things in general. Um, I personally, I'm not, I'm not going out and decorating my home with, uh, with tons of like, you know, just corporate art pieces. I like stuff to be meaningful to me. Um, and I think a lot of people are like that. So, um, I, I was, you know, when we kind of started doing these prints, I wasn't really sure how they'd be received. And, they're they're very well received if not um i i think we probably s- sell an equal amount of of prints as we do journals uh which, which is you know surprising to me as i mentioned just just because of of how laser focused they are and how um informational they are there's another again there's not a lot of of folks out there doing um uh informational pieces like this that are kind of both tailored to educate as well as, you know, look good when displayed. Um, yeah. You know, it's you not know, just like a line graph or something. As the stigma recedes, you know, as the post-prohibition era progresses, there's more and more people coming out of the closet about, yeah, I'm, uh, I consume cannabis and I'm, I'm not ashamed of it. And I don't mind having in this beautiful print of a bud on my wall. <laughs> And, and the fact that you guys are doing this in sort of an art, artisanal way. I mean, everything you're doing, the journals in small batches, the, the custom prints, you aren't Johnny-come-latelys who are making a fast buck. Obviously, there's a lot of care and knowledge and expertise that is going into these projects and products. Yeah, absolutely. It's It's been a, a passion project for sure. And um, I think that our, our interest and, and general love for the subject certainly comes out in the work that we do. Um, you know, you, you mentioned some of the, uh, I just wanted to say this real quick. So many of our prints are, do have that science focus, uh, and are like data visualization or, you know, uh, infographics to use a, a friendlier term, but the ones that are actual art pieces, um, still have that scientific approach. The, the illustrations are modeled after, you know, old scientific botanical drawings and, um, all of all of those pieces are actually um, earmarked where all the proceeds are 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 donated to uh, various charities. Um, the ones we have up there right now are a collaboration with Project Sanctuary, um, which is a, a nonprofit that um, helps uh, families of combat veterans when they return home. Um, personally, like living in Ohio, we've we've got a lot of, um, military folks in our family. And, um, I know that that is, that's always kind of been on, on my mind when, uh, when you see medical bills, um, 
uh, I'm sorry, medical cannabis bills. And I don't mean like, like one that you'd pay. I mean, one that you'd legislate. Um, oh, sure. You know, when you see those uh, come up, at, you know, it, I think that their story, um, somebody who's, who's served and then is suffering because of that service, um, it, it's really, it's really tough for somebody to deny them to, to deny something that is, um, so far proven unequivocally to be benign, um, and potentially, uh, very helpful to whatever condition they have, whether it be pain or like emotional pain. Mm-hmm. And, and here's a safe, effective medicine that has been denied to people who really need a safe and effective medicine while the doctors are pushing poison on them that the suicide rate, um, the, the, the homeless veterans who need much more of our attention. Yeah. Yeah, abs- absolutely. And, um, you know, that that was a big kind of influence into why, why we're doing what we're doing, too. Um, we kind of looked through it at, at through the lens of, of, um, sharing this with, with our own family and would it be something that would be helpful to them? Yeah. I totally salute you on, on that. And, and every aspect of kind of bringing this out of this sort of stoner stereotype and into the, the realm of helping people access a safe and effective medicine and, and doing it in a way that makes sense for the, the patient and allows them and it gives them a track and a path to optimizing their use and getting the most out of this non-toxic organic medicine. Mm -hmm. Chris, where can our listeners find you online so they can check out your prints and and your journals? Yeah. um, Well, uh, the best place is probably our website, um, which is shopgoldleaf.com or goldleaf.org. They both go to the same place. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that will be kind of the latest and greatest, but we also, um, have a presence on Amazon, uh, for, for folks who, you know, maybe are prime subscribers or something and want, want, uh, some, some of that a little quicker. Um, not everything is, is prime friendly just because of the nature of large format prints. Um, it's not something that you can really warehouse. So we're still, um, kind of fulfill, fulfilling each of those orders ourselves in our um, Cincinnati location or or our North Carolina facility, but um, those are those are the two best spots. Um, and you know, I, I would say that if anybody has any uh, particular questions or um, feedback, uh, if if they've tried any of our products, we we really do love to hear it. We lo- we really value people's opinions, and it's it's truly why we're doing all of this. So. Um, I'd love to hear, uh, from your audience, um, you know, in particular, uh, just because I, I think that, um, our, our journals, uh, in particular would, would be very, uh, very helpful to somebody who's new to cannabis and, um, maybe somebody who, uh, uh, you know, isn't interested in the apps or, or any of those, uh, methods for kind of, uh, tracking stuff, um, so yeah, that's that's kind of my piece there. I, we love feedback, so just lay it on us. Cool. We named this show Canna Boomers, thinking it was for baby boomers, but I think we have a lot of younger listeners too. But for anybody who's interested, I think it, it, products like this make sense. And and again, I, I really appreciate the fact that you guys are sort of craftspeople or artists. You're not doing this at a, an enormous scale. 
when you're, you know, wrapping up these prints and, and hand, <laughs> hand sending them and continually upgrading um, the, the journals, as you mentioned. So really appreciate the, the care that you bring to the product and, the, and where you're coming from in, in helping veterans and helping everybody make the most of this medicine. Yeah, thank you, Tom. I, and I appreciate the opportunity to, to talk with you about this stuff. Um, I know it's kind of, kind of dense sometimes, so it's not, uh, it's not a request we often get. Um, so I, I really dig that, uh, that you had the ears and then wanted to, uh, wanted to learn more about what we do. And, um, yeah, I really appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time, uh, for our first, uh, podcast of January. And, uh, hopefully our listeners will be able to find you online and look you up and, and try your products. Awesome. Thank you. You've been listening to Let's Talk About Weed, the Cannaboomers podcast with Thomas J. For more on medicinal cannabis for baby boomers, visit us at cannaboomers.com.